Hey, it's good to be back with you. and We're grateful that you're with us. And as always, we pray that we are a blessing. <clears throat> Today, we're in Psalm 37, verses four and five. Uh, we're gonna be dealing with uh, uh, some kingdom principles that we wanna handle when we start getting angry and what we get angry at, and then what do we replace them with? And this, uh, this whole Psalm is good for that, but we're gonna be focusing on verses four and five. <clears throat> Let me read it to you. It says, take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him and he will act. Let's pray together. Father, help me uh, to be plain today, so plain that a child would understand me. Help me to be in tune to your Holy Spirit any word of knowledge you give to me to speak to a person or their situation, if you prompt me with it, Lord, I do want to be obedient to speak to it. And then, uh, Lord, you look at all of us today, but you look at me differently. I'm under a greater and more strict judgment than anybody else. I know this, and I accept my place in rightly dividing your word. It's in the name of Jesus that I pray, his name that I preach. Amen. In Psalm 37, uh, it, it, it will resemble us being in Psalm 73 a few sermons ago with Asaph. Asaph was uh, serving the Lord as diligently as he could. It seemed like uh, the, the people who were unfaithful to God prospered uh, and prospered in a lot of ways with their wealth, their success, their health. Uh, and here he's struggling along in his faith and it just didn't seem fair. Uh, we're going to, we're going to, switch the numbers and go from 73 to Psalm 37. And it seems like the same thing is going on here, that David is writing this, seemingly at the when he's older, when he's able to look back more on his life. And uh, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're dealing again with people who uh, are living in an evil fashion, seem to prosper, uh, and how do we handle that? How, how do we respond to that? Uh, so I'm, I'm gonna give you that today and learn some kingdom principles here that we need to and how we react instead of with our anger, what should we react with? In uh, Psalm 37, at least three times, David wrote that fret not, uh, to not fret at least three times. And he is saying this about evildoers and uh, he is their prosperity and all that's going on. And it seems like they have the life of Riley that we often use to talk about a successful life. And uh, he's, he, he, he just says, don't, don't fret. Uh, fret can mean worry, but it, it really becomes a little bigger than that in this passage, especially in the context of this chapter. And the, the word fret means uh, to heat up. Uh, it really means to overheat. Uh, I know they didn't have automobiles then, but it can have that picture to us even today. Do, do not get overheated, don't get worked up, don't get too hot, don't get too angry is really the picture here over uh, how evil people and evildoers seem to prosper without any punishment at all in their life. And uh, I, I believe the... Uh, I believe through the Holy Spirit, through David's past in his writing here, that he's telling us not to overreact. And here, here's why. If you're not careful, uh, getting angry over situations will draw you in to the very evil itself. 
Anger is going to make you do things that you normally would not do. Uh, so we don't don't get too don't get too worked up about things. Whether it's in the season now, the pandemic, and even the threat of uh, the this new variant that's coming up is, uh, you know, just what I sensed through the last season is just a lot of people were angry and they were frustrated. And yeah, can I shake my head too? Of course I can. But I, I've, I've got to lead also. And I want to lead, and I want to lead in a very righteous way. Uh, so how do we handle that? This, that has been, that's coming to us, that may be your own personal anger. What are those things of what do we do? If you're not careful, you'll get too worked up. You'll get too overheated. You'll get too angry. And if you're not careful, that angry, that anger uh, will draw you in to your own personal evil. And we wanna, we wanna quit going that direction. Uh, I know uh, a season ago, I, I was uh, in a season that I was riding motorcycles. I, I, I had to, I've always wanted to have that season of my life and I did when I was younger on the farm, uh, having, uh, having uh, motocross bikes and Yamahas and Enduros and all those things. I had that season, but later on, I was—I I wanted my Harley, and I, I specifically—I'll go ahead and tell you—I wanted it to be a Harley. So I had a fat boy with ape hangers, and they had tassels off the hand grips, and I had an ultra classic that was basically like a car with all the all the goods and the services on it, and all the bells and the whistles. And um, I had those two bikes. Went went through that. I made sure I went through motorcycle training school. Even though I did know how to ride, I wanted to sharpen that and I wanted to be trained in what to do. One of the things I learned in that school, and also just from experience of riding, is wherever your eyes go, that's the way the motorcycle is going to go. If I'm going down the road and I start looking off to the right, Maybe it's something in a field or a house or whatever. If I look at that long enough, then my, my motorcycle is going to begin to veer in that direction. Wherever my eyes go, that's where the lean is going to happen on the motorcycle. I shoot sporting clays and I love to shoot tournaments now. And as I'm honing down training and the skill of learning to shoot uh, I, it's all about your eyes. Wherever your eyes go, then your hands, which is holding the shotgun, is going to follow. Where my eyes go, then my shotgun is going to follow. I hope you get the picture between those two things. Wherever your eyes are is where life is going to follow. And we see in scripture all the time, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Keep your eyes fixed on the cross and what he has done for you. Even fix your eyes and set your eyes on that which is eternal. Because if you let your eyes be set toward your anger and the evil that other people are doing and seemingly getting away with, your life is gonna divert and evil's gonna draw you in. You gotta see that. Becomes the picture that it's gonna draw you in with it. And you're gonna have to rest in God God is going to bless the people that need the blessing, and God is going to punish the people who need the punishment. But that's up to him. That's not up to me and you. 
And a lot of times we want those things to happen right now. God bless these people. God punish these people. He's the judge. You and I are not the judge. He's the judge. But I'm going to remind you, he'll bless those that need blessing and he will punish those who need to be punished. I promise you that will happen. So the word fret means we're worked up or overheated, our anger, and it's because of the, the those that are producing evil are prospering, they're, they're, they're doing it unfairly, they're harming others, and they just seem to get away with it. Uh, our response to this is to be God-honoring, that we're gonna get into that kingdom principle in just a moment. <clears throat> just remember, a person's anger does not work the righteousness of God. I want you to look at James chapter one, verse 20. For man's anger does not accomplish God's righteousness. So if I'm focused on that anger, it's just like riding that motorcycle or shooting in those sporting clays. It's where my eyes go, everything else, my hands are gonna follow and the bike's gonna follow. It's gonna be the same way with our anger. Our anger is gonna let us lead us in and that evil is gonna draw us in. You don't, you don't wanna go there. Romans 12, 21, do not be conquered by evil, but conquer evil with good. And then uh, we, we, even the gospel message goes a little deeper than this. I want you to look at Luke chapter six, verse 27. Jesus said this, but I say to you who listen, love your enemies, do what is good to those who hate you. Did you hear that? God has got a way that he wants his people to respond. And I'm gonna tell you, he'll bless you in that. I'll show you the promise of that in just a moment. Uh, look at Proverbs 25, 21. It says, if your enemy is hungry, give him food to eat. And if he is thirsty, give him drink. Uh, so it, it tells us how we respond to uh, people who may be our enemies, people who are evil, hurt other people, step on other people to get their advantage, and they're successful in ways and, and they prosper and they seem to have no punishment for it whatsoever. And you, you've got to trust the Lord there. And we'll get to that even in just a moment as well. So, so how do we do this? How do we not get overheated or worked up. And then if we follow our anger, our anger is gonna lead us to where evil is gonna draw us in. We don't wanna get there. So how do we do this? It's in the verses that I gave you in Psalm 37, four and five. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires. We delight ourselves in the Lord becomes the first step. Um, we enjoy his fellowship and we have joy uh, this, it, it, it becomes immeasurable joy. Remember, James says, count it all joy when you go through tough times because God is gonna lead you through. And at the same time, he's gonna mature you in being able to do that. So delight is joy. Now, how can I have this? How can I have this joy when I see people getting away with things? How can I have this joy when they're treating other people unfairly, taking advantage of them, prospering, over somebody else's disadvantage. How, how, can, how can I have joy for all that? Because you, you are, you delight yourself in the Lord because you are gonna be a product of God's work through the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, both in what they've done in the past, what they're doing in the present, in your present, and what they're gonna be able to do in your future. 
See, the, see the, the move is drawing us away for evil because evil's trying to draw us in. You've got to see that. You have got to see that in this message. Anger is going to connect with that evil and evil is going to draw you into doing things you normally wouldn't do. And you and I both know that. We know that we've gotten to the point of anger and that anger has pushed us and moved us into doing things we didn't want to do, saying things we, we didn't want to say. And so this move of delighting yourself in the Lord, having joined the Lord because the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are working on our behalf. Uh, so we, we're, it's drawing us away from evil and it's moving us to drawing ourselves closer to Him. Uh, so from anger and other actions, we're being moved to the delight of the work of God. I'm going to go, instead of doing my own thing, doing what my flesh may want to do, I am absolutely moving into the picture that I am, uh, I am uh, working toward bringing delight in him and my living out those kingdom principles and all that's involved. And here, here comes a promise. <clears throat> he says, he will give you the desire of your heart. Notice he doesn't say, I'm going to give you the desire of your flesh. He's moving you away from that. Your anger, you're overheated, you're worked up. It's going to, evil's going to draw you in. What, what's, what's delighting in the Lord mean? It's, it's, I'm leaning back toward the work of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> Remember, it's, he says, he doesn't say, I'll give you the desires of your flesh. I'll give you the desires of your heart. And let me remind you, <clears throat> this is not a blank check. This is not a free shopping spree. And it's not a wish list. The words delight and desire in this verse, verse four, they match, they come together. Uh, our desires will match his desires. Our desires will match his counsel, his counsel. So by delighting in him, by delighting in him, our desires become his righteous desires. Instead of going after the evil, we, uh, we minister to it. We, uh, we love them. We work in those ways. Uh, let, me, let me show you Psalm 84, verses 10 through 12. This is a mighty verse in the Psalms uh, that I want to share with you. In verse 10, Psalm 84, 10. Better a day in your courts than a thousand anywhere else. And you would, uh, you may remember a song that we've done. Our church has done it many times, and it's called "Better." Better is one day uh, that than your courts and a thousand anywhere else. I, the psalmist writes, "I would rather be at the door of the house of my God than to live in the tents of the wicked people, for the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord gives grace and glory." He does not withhold the good from those who live with integrity. Happy is the person who trusts in you, uh, Lord of hosts. Remember I told you, God is going to bless the people who, need, who, who get his blessing. And God is going to punish the people who need their punishment. He's going to do that. You and I have got to trust in that. So we, we delight. We delight in him and his desires will end up being revealed to us. 
delight and desire is going to match into the counsel of God. <clears throat> what else do we do? We, uh, we look at verse 5. It says, commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will act. So next we commit our ways to him. Uh, and our ways is the works of our life. Literally, the phrase commit your way means roll over your life. It really means to roll over it. I was reading uh, A.R. Fawcett, and he said it is the image of one rolling off from his own shoulders a burden which he is not able to bear upon the shoulders of another who is able to bear it. So in other words, I, 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 we, you and I can see this evil and this prosperity from evil and the misuse of people to get their prosperity. Uh, they, they're going unpunished. And man, this just drives us crazy, right? Uh, you and I, if we don't watch our anger or check our anger, as Paul wrote about in the New Testament, if we don't check that, that's going to lead us to where evil will end up drawing you in. We've got to go the other direction. And so what you're seeing and you're getting frustrated and overworked about, you're getting worked up about, I, I can't handle it. So what do I do? Well, I got to give it to somebody who can. And so commit your ways means that I am going to roll this off of me onto somebody who can bear this. And that person is the Lord himself. It really matches 1 Peter 5, 7. Cast all your cares on him. Why? Because he, he cares for you. So there's going to be a transfer and there's going to be a shift that's going on. So in this context, in, in chapter 37, loving your enemies, the evildoers, it's hard for us to do. It becomes impossible for us to do it. But we are shifting the load to the Lord who can carry this for us. And we can make that shift. You and I just need to make that choice to be able to make that shift. I am no longer going to carry this. I can't carry this. I can't handle this. And so committing your ways to him means I'm going to roll over my life and I'm going to shift the burden off of me. I can't bear it. And I'm going to give it to him because he can. The next thing it says in verse 5, Psalm 37, 5, is trust in him. We trust in him. Actually, the phrase is actually trust on him. And it is a picture of taking that load that you and I can't carry. It's a shifting off of me onto him. And then I am trusting on him. I'm giving that to him to trust it. And it matches Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, almost to the letter. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not rely or lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And the promise is he will guide your path. Um, the alternative to anger is to surrender that load that you're shaking your head about, whatever it is, and you got to shift it to the Lord. You really have to give it to him to carry it. He's able to carry it. Uh, look at all, I mean, he took, he took the whole, the sins of the world so he can carry this. And, and then I trust him. That, that, that burden, that weight is on him. Now, I'm going to tell you this. I'm gonna, it's about the third or fourth time I've said it. If you let your anger get the best of you, it, you're going to be more, your eyes are going to go to that evil. And just like riding that motorcycle or handling 
that firearm when it comes to shooting sporting clays, wherever my eyes go, then, then everything else goes. If I look over there in the field and I ride my motorcycle where my eyes go, that's where my motorcycle begins to drift. And if you look at that evil and you don't transfer that, I'm going to tell you that evil is going to draw you right in. And so we delight in the Lord and we commit our ways to him. We roll that over on Christ himself. And then we, we go on and it becomes a, it becomes a life of doing righteous works, those principles to the kingdom of God. And here's the promise. It says he will act. Folks, I'm telling you, if you'll do the kingdom principles that are even in the Old and the New Testament, God will move on those principles. Uh, he will move. There'll be a mighty move of God and he will act. Why? Because you have shifted that load. You're not taking it upon yourself. You're not working in the flesh. Uh, your delight and your desire both match the counsel of God, and you're going to see God be able to work. He will act upon you living out those kingdom principles. So here, here's how I'll leave you today, okay? Don't get overheated in your anger. Don't get overheated in your anger. Be slow to getting angry, Scripture tells us. Delight yourself in the Lord. Just remember, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are working. They've been working in your past. They're working in your present, and they're going to work in your future. And you delight yourself in that because they're doing it. Roll over your life. That stuff that you can't handle, that even makes you angry, that makes you worked up, overheated, you're going to have to shift that over to Christ. He's able to carry everything you shift to him. And you're going to have to do that. You got to trust him that that weight is on him and not you. And then here's the promise. God will act. God will create a movement out of that. And I, I want you to be a part, your family, your life, everything, to be a part of God's moving in you and in others. Listen, thanks for watching today, listening today, being a part of who we are. Again, we pray we're a blessing to you. Remember that I love you, we love you, and uh, this is what we say to each other before we leave, grace and peace, and make sure you're living in both of them. Don't you get overheated or worked up. Grace and peace.